Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, we're back. Aren't you excited? Welcome to number uh, 44 of the episode is on the Greatest Story Never Told podcast. Wow, we made it 44 episodes. And uh, as you know, there might be a commercial that's uh, played before the podcast. Not No guarantees. We don't know if this thing is sponsored or not. No idea what it is. Ted, uh, now, when we first started doing this, we had Astroglide. All right. Now, again, none of us have ever heard the ad, but people will start emailing going, hey, dude, Astroglide. And I'm like, that's great. Ted's podcast, he had a what, Harvard Law School. Get out of here. How, how really? do they make these? How do they decide who advertises where? And who listens to Ted's podcast and goes, you know what? Harvard Law School. Harvard Law School. That's for me. Yeah. You know I mean? Look, I support Astroglide. I'm, I support Ted. I just don't see how that relates to either one of them. I think, I think it should be Astroglide for everybody. I think Astroglide for all. Even though we can't really use it right now. It's fine. Sure you can. But we do ask you to, uh, if you'd like, uh, you'd like to be an unofficial sponsor of The Greatest Story Never Told, just uh, give a little donation to our three local Fisher houses. Now, when you go to fisherhouse.org, you have the option of donating to the local chapter, and we ask you to do that and support our three uh, local houses in the area. And here you go, guys. Ola, my awesome fiance, threw us a personal Red Festival over the weekend, since you guys aren't having one this year. And we donated $100 to the local Fisher houses in honor of it. Attached is a receipt, hoping uh, we're doing the right thing while drinking. I love you guys and look forward to hunting down the brand new Pilsen. That from uh, Chase in Bellingham, who said, we made this specifically to the Seattle locations, uh, just so you know, for the Fisher House. And they donated 100 bucks. And you guys threw your own Red Festival. That is awesome. Why didn't you invite us? I know. I mean, I mean my daughter lives in Bellingham. I could have come up. I could have gone up for that. Yeah, sure. I mean, social distance. Red Festival. Yeah. We didn't get to do that this year. What a bummer. Uh, all the gentlemen, I'd love to be considered as an unofficial sponsor to The Greatest Story Never Told and have attached my donation receipt in the email. In addition, I'd like to uh, give you guys a quick story about when I began to lose faith in humanity. Oh, good. A few years ago, I was working for an in- entertainment facility south of Seattle where we offered laser tag. Uh, these were made to look like actual firearms and thus required a tutorial before allowing people to go out and play. During one of these talks with a group, a girl who had to be in her late teens, early 20s, looked me dead in the face and asked what she should do if she forgot how to fire the blaster. Now, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. In that moment, I disagreed. Without missing a beat, I replied, well, then maybe a coloring book is more your speed. (laughs) Her dad looked at her and me and then proceeded to laugh uncontrollably while she gave me a death stare. Good times. That from DJ. There are no stupid questions. There's just stupid people that ask questions that have an obvious answer. DJ, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Then we get an email. Uh, This comes our way from uh, Pat. And he wants to tell us a story about uh, his high school football camp. Back in 2010, one of the kids on our team, Jake, suffered a knee injury and tore his ACL on day one of camp. Camp was several hundred miles away from home. Jake toughed it out and stayed at camp for the full five days. Well, we took a bus to and from the camp. So during the bus ride home, I and a friend of mine, Robbie, sat near Jake toward the back of the bus. This conversation uh, took place. Uh, Jake turns around and said to us, I hope you don't need surgery, Robbie. Do you think you tore your fallopian tube? Which was a common jab for us on the team when someone complained was kind of being a little bit of a wussy. Jake says, what's that? Me seizing the opportunity we've been given, a major artery in your knee. <laughs> Robbie, if you tear it and don't get surgery soon enough, you could die. Jake said, oh my God, do you think I tore it? I don't know if my parents can afford surgery. Robbie says, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't worry about the surgery. Your mom probably has insurance. It's right there with the insurances, medical, dental, fallopian. At this point, Jake becomes thoroughly convinced he may have torn his fallopian tube. We proceed to prod him more, suggesting about the pain level and its correlation with torn fallopians, bruising and its indication of a bleeding fallopian. 
A buzz started to grow in the seats around us that Jake was convinced he tore his fallopian tube. A teammate who was an immigrant from West Africa, Abdul, also had no idea what a fallopian, a fallopian tube was. We explained many of the same made-up facts to Abdul, who then was also convinced that Jake had, in fact, torn his fallopian tube. Probably 30, 40 minutes after convincing these two of this and another teammate made his way toward the very front of the bus, sitting near the coaches, this teammate then yelled back, Hey, Jake, what is it that you think you tore? Jake, without hesitation, my fallopian tube. Well, everyone on the bus lost it. They were laughing. The bus driver was laughing. The defensive coordinator, who was a teacher at the school and a strong advocate against bullying, laughed so hard that he buried his face in a pillow. Abdul yelled, Why is everyone laughing? Jake could die in his thick African accent, which just made everyone laugh more. Our head coach, through laughing tears, explained to the bus, meaning Jake and Abdul, what fallopium tubes are. Jake, or uh, as now we call him, Fallopes, did not remain on the team after this bus ride, Fallopes. but these spontaneous pranks were worth it. If you're out there, Fallopes, hope you're healthy and well. Uh, thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the story as much as I enjoyed telling it. Pat, Pat, Pat thanks, uh, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We got a lot of nice emails on uh, last week's episode as far as Zach Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just so you know, Zach Wild was a great guy. He couldn't have been a nicer human being. I mean, I don't know how much we touched on that more than just the day itself no, and how it went down. He was down. just hammered. Yeah. But, I mean, he was a great guy, but he got absolutely smashed. Mm-hmm. And one of our most bizarre, probably, encounters ever in uh, in radio, along with the Sunset Thomas Day, which was, sure, that sure. was a pretty insane day. Uh, but as far as interviews go, some interviews go better than others. I think we've touched on the fact that uh, some guys in the industry aren't the, the best to interview. They're not the most fun guys. I can deal with those guys. Some people just aren't, they're not wordy, right? We talked to Ben Shepard from Soundgarden. And he's a great guy, but he's a man of few words, and he actually takes time to consider what he's going to say, unlike us. So when he was on the show, you know, his perspective is that we're kind of berating him because we talk a million miles an hour. He just hadn't completed thoughts, but we did not know this. But right. good guy, but he's not a guy that's going to give you a whole bunch of sound bites, right? Uh, and then there's people that are straight up uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's his face? Uh, who would that? We do. Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis, right? And he, he was insane. As a human being, he sucked, and we hated talking to him. Which, you know, uh, we hoped his parents would have done instead of convince, you know, uh, conceive him. Stain would have been better. <laughs> I guess they named the band that. We got in trouble one time because Steve walked out of an interview with Three Days Grace at uh, Pain in the Grass. We didn't get in trouble then. We got in trouble like a week and a half later. Too, well, so. I did, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Basically, guy was just being a jackass. The guy was being an absolute jackass. And it's like, look, I got better things to do too, man, because... While I'm wasting my time talking to you, and clearly you don't want to talk to us, which I don't take personally, I could go watch bands. So at some point, it's just like, F this guy. So I got mm-hmm. up and left. I didn't think it was a big deal, but uh, I get to work that following Monday, and my boss thought it was a big deal. So he goes, man, did you walk out of a Three Days Grace interview? And I, I said, well, sort of, man. I said, the interview wasn't going anywhere, and I perceived that it was over, mostly when I said, I'm done. Uh but I got up and left. And he said, well, you can't do that. And I said, look, to be fair, the guy's an I'm sorry if that had that. But that's the quote. So, hey, man, that, that's what he is. So about, what, a year later, mm-hmm. we find out Three Days Grace is part of ways with the singer for no real reason other than he's the a- I said he was. But the boss actually came down and apologized for that. Yeah. He said, hey, man, just it's been a year, <laughs> but right. you were right. Uh, that guy sucks. N- Nikki Six was was fun to have on the air. He was a nice guy. He I just, don't remember talking. Yeah, we we interviewed him by phone. We, uh, I we, swear to God, I do not remember we talking. Talk, to we Nikki we Six. talked to Vince Neal by phone, who and I will now refer to always for the rest of my life as Vince Meal. <laughs> Vince Meal until, <laughs> until he proves me differently. <laughs> yeah. He was just absolutely abysmal. If, 
talked to. Uh, Nikki Six, we met in Vegas uh, when he All was right. in 6 a.m. He, he was, was cool there, man. He was really good. He, uh, DJ Ashba is, is a great guy, too. He was, he was in that band also. One of the guitarists in the list of time where Axel was plowing through them after the right. original lineup of uh, Guns N' Roses. Met yeah. the guy from, uh, uh, what is it, Wolf Mother, right? Not everyone knows the band, but they're a pretty cool band. And uh, that same place we met, Nikki Six, we're checking out. He was on the elevators, all it was. And he has a real high pitched voice. He has an Australian accent. They're like, hello. So I'm like, oh, hey, man, how are you? Then, you know, we start talking. I go, oh, S, right, 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 man. You're the cat from Wolf Mother. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. I'm like, I like Wolf Mother. They, it was like, <laughs> thank you. And then it was silence the rest of the elevator <laughs> ride. Like it just yeah, got so good. weird they're and good. awkward. I was peeing beside uh, Jesse James Dupree of uh, But what did he say to you? I had a piece of pizza in my hand. <laughs> You're peeing with in a pizza. Beer, in a beer. Because I didn't want to set it down anywhere. Vegas. Like, I was on my way back to the room, but the hallway was so long. And I knew I had to pee first. And I couldn't just hold the pee. But I couldn't. You can't just set a piece of pizza and your drink down outside right. of a bathroom at a casino in Vegas. I don't want to sit it down on a shelf, so I'm like, you know what? There is a cup holder here by the urinal. Right. I'll just eat my pizza. <laughs> so I'm eating my pizza, and I look over and I'm like, hey, you look just like Jesse James Dupree from Jaguar. And he's like, I am Jesse James Dupree from Jaguar. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I just got to eat my pizza. <laughs> so effed up. <laughs> and I guess we'll just wrap this up with one more story, because we're trying to just wrap up some stuff here on this one. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, maybe – snorting up uh, a buddy of ours pubic hairs so <laughs> basically i don't want to give too much of the story away because i'm not exactly sure how this happened but somehow somehow when, when we got to chicago there was cocaine all right i don't i i don't believe that steve and i would have ever been irresponsible enough to bring that on the plane i really don't know how that cocaine got there it may have actually i'm thinking about it. you gotta understand i don't know there's a lot of holes in this i think i know because i just thought about it when you said it when we got to Chicago, it's about 6 o'clock in the morning, so our hotel room is not ready, which is why we ended up at his buddy's place to end up snorting his pubic hair anyway. But it's 6 a.m., so we went to the restaurant of the hotel, sat down and got breakfast. And remember, the waitress basically just stopped working, sat down and hung out with us. Oh, that's right, yeah. Right. So I suspect, looking back, we probably had to get it through her. I think I remember the story better now. I think there was someone else... I don't, I, I don't know how this I don't know how we got it. Anyway, but we had cocaine. We got it. All right. We got it. Somehow yeah, we got it. Six o'clock in the we morning. We got it. All right. So then we go over to my buddy's house, and he's been partying all night with his friend who he used to work with in Louisville. He came up, and they were, they were doing their thing before we got there. But when I go into the bathroom to do – because we didn't want to let them know exactly just how debaucherous we were getting. Keep in mind, again, Miles called them, and I felt bad because I said at this point, dude, it's like 6.30 in the morning. And sure enough, his buddy picks up. He's like, man, I literally just went to bed. Mm-hmm. I've been part. So it's like, we're cool. Yeah, we're, we're good. Place. We're good. So we go over there. But he had just trimmed up either his chest or his face or whatever. And Marcus has just these tiny little black spirally pubic hair. Man, <laughs> they look like little springs that you put in the back of your pen when you click down on them. Right. I mean, that's basically what's all over the sink. I brushed some of them away. But then I dropped the baggie. So half of it goes, like, in the floor. Now I'm picking all the stuff up out of the carpet. And it's got pubes in it. It's got, like, carpet in it. I dump it all on the sink, man. And just look down, and you just we start cutting the stuff up. And basically, it's like, it's half of his pubic hair, <laughs> half cocaine, <laughs> half talcum powder, and half whatever it is on the floor. And we just start railing lines at that point in time in the morning. You know, and this is just, and I'm telling you, we snorted half of him up our nose. But we didn't care. 
And then, so then we, we trek down to, we're supposed to meet Castle. He's flying in later on. We're supposed to meet him at Millennial Park. Millennial Park's the main park downtown near all the touristy stuff where the, uh, what the hell is it, the bean and all that crap right. is. So we go down there and we literally fall asleep in the grass in the park. We pass out. And the next thing you know, we wake up and there's Castle. Like mm-hmm. he, was, he was there with luggage. We were like, we're falling asleep in the park. <laughs> and then he showed up. And so from then he woke us up. And still, you got to keep in mind, we can't check into our hotel room. Right, it's still too early. I mean, it's still 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning. We don't know what time it is. And then right from there, man, we, it was just, it was on. We started drinking. That was the day that I dumped a beer in Man Cow's lap. <laughs> right. We were screaming at him in a bar. <laughs> it was just absolutely a show. <laughs> the whole day was. I mean, it was crazy. But it was a great time. I'd oh, do it again. A, we had a really fun time. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And then we went to our other buddy's house. He was having a party. And uh-huh. We probably threw down to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Old Ronnie. <laughs> babe, babe, yeah. you got to swing by. You got to swing by. Me and my daughter's here. We're getting all effed up. <laughs> so we went over to his house. <laughs> sure enough, they're all smoking weed and drinking beer. Yeah, I crashed there. Walked back to the hotel the next morning. And the only reason I could find Miles, he's like, man, meet me at this bar. I'm like, all right. And that's the honest to God truth. The only reason I could figure out where he was. When you stepped into this bar, this place is packed. It is 100% packed, so I'm scanning the room, man. There's no sign of it. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, right? And then I realize when you look where the bar is, there's just a row of human heads sitting on a bar stool. There's one noticeable gap, and then you see the back of patrons' heads again, and I'm like, that's Miles, because I know he has to feel like I do, which means he slumped over in his chair, and sure enough, mm-hmm. I walk to the empty spot, and there's Miles, slumped over in his chair, staring at a hamburger. That he's almost in tears because he doesn't want to eat it. No, it's like 9 a.m. You know what I mean? It's 9 a.m. in an old school Chicago steakhouse. Everybody else is eating breakfast. I saw a hamburger go by. I'm going to like, I'm going to get a hamburger. So, because it looks so good. So I get a hamburger. Like, I took one bite of this hamburger. It took 15 minutes for me to chew that one bite. I'm like, oh, 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 Like, just eat the burger, man. Oh, I don't want to do it, man. Like, it was so hard I to chew. Like, my mouth couldn't melt. Like, oh, God. I'm going to die. Dude, it was the aftermath of this particular trip Jesus. may have been the saddest we've ever been. And then we got on the uh, then we got on the subway or whatever they call that thing, not the T. What do they call it? I can't remember. We got on that thing, and that's like a rickety old roller coaster. You know, we're just, I'm, just, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not that's to, the sound it makes the entire way to there. Trying not to throw up in there. Like, oh my. And God, you, and when you're that hungover, you don't want to. You don't want to deal with authority. You don't want to deal with TSA. And it's like, it's like, do I look like, like, do I look like someone who needs to be bothered right now? Right, like, 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 what? I don't have the energy to do anything. You know I want I mean? to dare like, people to touch my sweaty ass. You're like, oh, do your pat down. Like, do you really want to God. do that? Do you really want to? T- I'm sweating, and it's only sixty. I'm pretty sure that, and I'm pretty sure that uh, that Hair Club will not go out any more trips with us, just based on the fact that, <laughs> Seriously. that we, we, we just. He wouldn't sit beside us on the plane one time because he was so pissed off that we kept hitting the uh, call button, <laughs> order more drinks. But we do it through his. Steve slapped a flight attendant with a magazine when she gave him lip. <laughs> this all really happened. So now he won't sit with us anymore. It's terrible. She's Thank running her mouth, so I swat her with a mask. Like, like, Shut up, woman. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to get kicked off this flight. God, I'm like. I would sneak back and start flirting with the flight attendants, and they would start pocketing me. And he's, I don't know. Hair club gets so mad. Oh, at my us. God. Did you seriously just hit her with a magazine? We got to run in her freaking mouth. She wouldn't shut yeah. up. 
Every once in a while, every once in a while, someone I could tell I look where someone might find me slightly attractive, so I try to take advantage of it. I'm just back there, like, "Hey, big mama, I need some rum. Oh, you want some rum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me four of them, and here's the card. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, I don't need to ring that up. You just take these. Okay, thank you. Somehow it works, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We got to get on the air, believe it or not. We forgot to do it. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man! A Double Flush production.